0: Hello and welcome to the What the What podcast. It's the podcast where we tell you what's nerdy, what's popping with culture, what's giving us all the nostalgic feels, and what's there to geek out about, past, present, and future. It's all the what's in one place. There's Jedi Master Eric Creech, we have Padawan learner Kyle Whitley, and I'm Sith Lord Ashby Brain.
1: So, do y- do y'all like how we kind of... Well, how we, how I kind of position each of us? How you? <laughs> I'll take that.
0: There's a thing. I'm Iron Man. I'm a Sith, Sith Lord. Lord. You're I'm a, a Slytherin. Slytherin.
1: I didn't pick Slytherin. You chose Slytherin. You, chose Slytherin. you proudly carried on. Look, we're
0: <laughs> not evil. We're just misunderstood. Okay. Is, is
1: that your take on the Sith?
0: <laughs> that too. Yes. <laughs> We're not evil
1: Just misunderstood Look just
0: because I'm driven doesn't make me a bad person Just
1: because I want to seek a spot in politics And take over the galaxy doesn't mean I'm evil I want a better world I'm like Thanos What's your position on Thanos? No actually save it We'll get to the infinity world next year Okay You got a year to think about it
0: I don't need a year to think about it Oh you know Oh, I know.
1: Oh, Thanos, he was was in the right. You've got
2: a year. I mean, he's just,
0: he had a point, (laughs) is all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know, Loki also has a point.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Now we go back to that same conversation I had with. boy. Hitler really wasn't that bad. We just needed a dog. Thanks for joining us. Yes.
0: (laughs) That's that's what I'm saying, though. (laughs) Like, if he had been allowed to pursue his art, like... Maybe he.
1: Maybe he just needed a friend. <laughs>
0: Would have been an okay guy. Look, I'm not an apologist. I'm just saying that, like, it's oh, sort boy. of the butterfly effect situation. Like, you know.
1: There's a movie I didn't watch. You spilled tea. No, I heard it was terrible.
0: It was terrible. I didn't watch it.
2: I loved it. As, like, growing up. I, mean, I actually, saw it. Like, Kutcher's and, not
1: a great actor. I mean, so. I saw it a long time after it Hold came up. out. Hold mm-hmm. up. Oh boy. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I, I just, I just had a
0: nerve. <laughs> <laughs> record scratch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ashton Kutcher is actually a really good actor, and an amazing person, and super smart, and doing everything he can to lessen child trafficking in this world Have through you technology.
1: Have Hot Wing Challenge? Yeah. If not, you right. should. Time out. So you're probably wondering why I'm in this situation.
0: <laughs> Look, just because he plays Time stupid in. characters <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean he's, he's a stupid stu- person. I,
2: I never said he was stupid. <laughs> so this week
0: we're talking about Star Wars.
2: <laughs> Go watch Hot Ones, where like they eat the hot wings and get interviewed while they do it. Mm-hmm. Not Is dude, he the host? My no, but oh. he was on there, and like they have super like intelligent conversations, him, but at the end, they have him explaining some big theory as he's eating the hottest wing of the night. So he's burning up having to like, almost go throw-up, but also explaining science to you. Wow. So it's worth looking at. Okay.
1: Well, we'll do a deep dive on Ashton Kutcher at some point. Yes. Thanks for joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you think you're some kind of Jedi waving your hand around like that, or maybe you're just a junk trader trying to make an honest living off your gambling problem, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, rate and review us five stars only. Please also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at What What Media.
2: Oh, one word. Oh, one. oh man oh you
1: missed she it and find <laughs> us on Twitter at WTw underscore media please share with your friends if you enjoyed today's episode or one of the 56 other what the what episodes that we have available in the archives last week on this podcast we ran the Infinity gauntlet for the seventh time and discussed Iron Man 3 and on today's episode we are taking a deep, deep dive, dive into 1999's Star Wars episode 1 The Phantom Menace here is your spoiler warning for today's episode while this movie is our primary focus, we may be discussing any and all things related to Star Wars, including the Skywalker saga, spin-off films such as Rogue One and Solo, or Star Wars television properties such as The Mandalorian, The Clone Wars, and Rebels, taking the entire saga into account. If you aren't sure about the difference between a Sith Master and a Sith Apprentice, maybe check out this movie first before you roll up to the Jedi Temple. So, With that said, Kyle, take it away.
2: I get the feeling we've picked up another pathetic life form.
1: Oh, boy. That's a tough look
2: for my guy, Hunter. <laughs> to <be laughs> fair, tough look. <laughs> to be fair, Hunter, Eric wrote this. I'll <laughs> hate Yeah, i hate mail should go, go to 15 at Eric Creech.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I believe that's his email address. <laughs> I hope it's not. If not, we'll tell you his phone number. Oh Call him. Man. Keep him up at night. He has it. <laughs> this is a place to offer up a brief refresher on what actually happened in Star Wars Episode 1 Today. Ashby will re- be reading a synopsis prepared by a good friend of the show and huge fan of this film, Hunter Batten. Huge fan. He loves this film.
1: Other than episode nine, Rise of Skywalker, this is his favorite film, by far. Maybe Attack of the Clones might be a little better, maybe.
0: I mean, honestly, nothing can really overcome his love for the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, nothing, nothing <laughs> at he all. He loves it Yeah, he, so he, much. he
1: stands so hard for that movie. He stands it <laughs> yes. so
0: hard, honestly. Um, okay, so I'm going to be reading this prepared summary from Hunter Batten. Uh, it's going to take a little bit longer than usual. I'm going to slow down to give it the gravitas it deserves. Oh, what did he say?
1: I'd like to formally logical a complaint.
0: <laughs> complaint already.
1: agbraim <laughs> at gmail.com.
0: You guys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> here we go. Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh, he, he's just going to All the hate <gasps> Hunter we do appreciate okay. You doing this for us buddy We, okay. we really do appreciate it
0: I'm So nervous Oh my gosh He you scares wha- me I'm terrified of him Honestly Always have been That's fair <sighs> Okay
1: <clears throat> He said stop,
0: <laughs> stop. <laughs> Do not stop
1: <laughs> I'm sure he's Like catching up To where Because there's right. a delay here Obviously right. but.
0: <clears throat> Okay Oh
1: Hunter Ugh. Hunter we Here we go you.
0: Here we go Okay Star Wars, episode one, The Phantom Menace, arrived in theaters on May 19th, 1999. A very excited 13-year-old boy sat down to watch the first new Star Wars movie in his lifetime. The theater darkens a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. John Williams fanfare plays, the crawl starts, the crowd cheers, and we finally learn where the whole saga begins. The small, mid Rim planet of Naboo is being bullied by the Amazon of the Galactic Republic, also known as the Trade Federation. Trade laws, woohoo! <laughs> while the while the politicians endlessly debate, a pair of Jedi Knights are dispatched to settle the trade dispute with Newt Gunray.
1: Yes, that's his name.
0: Cool, Viceroy of the Trade Federation. Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn, played by Liam Neeson, and his Padawan Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by Ewan McGregor, are escorted by a silver protocol droid to the Viceroy's multiple-purpose conference room slash gas chamber. Darth Sidious dials in on a Zoom call to tell the nervous Viceroy to kill the Jedi and begin the invasion of Naboo. The Jedi's transport ship is blown up while waiting in the hangar and poisonous gas fills the conference room. Before the six-minute mark of episode one, we get a practical explosion and laser swords. Take that, haters. Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan slaughter a handful of droids and stow away on separate transport ships headed for the surface of Naboo. Upon landing, Qui-Gon Jinn encounters a native humanoid Gungan named Jar Jar Binks, saving him from being run over by a tank. Obi-Wan catches up to the pair and they decide to head to Ota Gunga. Mm Mm-hmm the Gungan's capital city, which is underwater. The Jedi just happen to have their inhalers and <clears throat> some preposterous robes to try to swim in. No again, Jaja, Yusa sit in big doo-doo this time. <laughs> Not exactly a warm welcome. The Gungan leader, Boss Nass, Boss Nass.
2: Yes, Nas, Nas, the rapper.
0: Like Nas the rapper, yes. right? Yeah, Obviously. I'm okay. so sick of love.
1: Oh, is, That wasn't Nas. <clears throat> That's not, that was Nia. That, that was Nia. Never mind. Let me get my, I don't
0: even know what Nas
1: get, yeah. get my late 90s <laughs> music mixed up.
0: <laughs> he gives the trio a transport submarine to navigate through the planet core. No word on how they plan to return the vessel. Yeah. The group is saved by one fish getting eaten by a bigger fish two different times. <laughs>
1: It happens. Wow. That's life. The plot By the, way, have the you, plot thickens. Yes, the plot thickens. <laughs> yes, that's that's where <laughs> we're going. Um, have you ever tried to swim in ropes before? I'm imagining I've mean, I've never tried it. No. It might be super easy.
2: The more I'm hearing I f- I feel like Batman's a Jedi. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) multiple times he's underwater, guess what? He's got a breathing apparatus. Yeah, but where was the breathing
0: apparatus when they were in the gas chamber is what I want? Anyway, not the point. Back on land, the throne room is invaded by droids and Queen Amidala is captured. The Jedi and Jar Jar are able to help free the Queen and the party flies away in a very chrome J-Type 327 Nubian Royal Starship. While flying through the blockade, the ship comes under heavy fire. Most of the damage is to the droids as they are picked off one by one. The last droid standing is R2-D2 and it fixes the ship so that they can escape by the hyperdrive, but the hyperdrive is too heavily damaged to go too far. The ship heads to Tatooine, a desert planet on the galaxy's outer rim. Never and, heard of it. And they park the car in the further spot away from the. St- from the store that they can find to avoid getting the doors dinged by other inconsiderate <laughs> drivers. <laughs> Qui-Gon, Padme, and Jar Jar make their way into town. Jar Jar steps in poop, which is hilarious, of course. <laughs> yes. Love a good poop joke. Mm-hmm. Upon entering the God, almost certainly problematic Watto's Junkyard, Padme meets a slave boy named Anakin. Padme, who is actually Queen Amidala, <gasps> gasp. Is hey, apparently, spoiler. Oh,
1: wait, we already had one of those. Yeah.
0: Spoiler alert. Is apparently 14, and Anakin is 9. I don't know why I felt the need to look that up, but I digress. Qui-Gon tries a Jedi mind trick on Watto, but it doesn't work. No money, no parts, no deal, says Watto, and the group is forced to leave. Jardar decides to help himself to some street food, and almost gets disemboweled by a dung named Cibola, Luckily, Anakin shows up to hit him with some pod racing trash talk, and the now foursome takes shelter from a sandstorm in Anakin's mother's slave quarters.
1: As we know, pod racing trash talk conquers everything. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: We then meet... Oh, Chimmy. Shmi?
1: Shmi. Shmi. Think of uh, Captain Hook's right hand Right,
0: I don't like that. Okay, uh, that's There's a British
2: guy that has a car. Shmi
0: Skywalker like Shmi. Mm-hmm. and naked three three C three PO who was built by little Annie. They all sit down for dinner and have a light conversation about slavery and pod racing while Jar Jar rudely tongues fruit from a bowl on the table.
1: As one does. As
0: one does. <laughs> <laughs> After dinner, Shmi tells Qui Gon that Anakin was an immaculate conception, which has absolutely no hidden meaning or interpretations whatsoever. None. Qui Gon takes a blood sample to check for midichlorians, effectively ruining the magical properties of the Force. Deep exhale. (laughs) Darth Sidious apprentice Darth Maul arrives on Tatooine attempting to track down the Jedi. He's busy sending out probe droids while Qui-Gon is cheating at dice and betting on pod races with Watto. Qui-Gon will enter Anakin's pod uh, in the Boon, Boonta Eve race. Yes, and if he the wins, the great
1: pod racing race of Tassiwano right. Obviously, it's the best of all Boonta the races. Eve. Yeah, we need to have Boonta. We Eve.
0: really need to bring Boonta Eve back. Yes, um, you
2: lick flu- fruit off of table Yes,
0: and if he wins, the Nubians get a new a new hyperdrive. Watto gets the winnings, and the kid will be freed. The pod race is awesome. There's nothing more that needs to be said. Everyone's on their starting marks. The crowd is excited, and apparently no one notices Cebola sabotaging Anakin's pod. The race begins, and Annie's pod stalls. Watto and Willow, excuse me, Weasel, have a big laugh. He finally takes off, and the next 10 minutes are just pure, unadulterated fun. That's true. Yes. The only if pod left standing at the end is Anakin, securing his first complete race and his first win. Watto tries to re-engage, re- sorry, renege on the bet, and Qui-Gon threatens to get the Hutts involved, so the boy is freed. Anakin says a sad goodbye to his mother, and the group heads back to their newly repaired ship before they can board. Darth Maul, however, attacks, saving his double-sided blade reveal for later when there's definitely more dramatic effect. Qui-Gon uses his super jump powers to evade the attacking Sith apprentice, and they set a course for Coruscant to attend a special Senate session. Once on Coruscant, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Anakin take an Uber over to the Jedi Council to inform them (laughs) them of the attack. Qui-Gon also asks that Anakin be allowed to take his ordinary wizarding level exams, which he fails because he's a little too old and checks notes. Loves his mother? Yes. Back yes, in the Senate. That,
1: that is definitely a red flag. Mm-hmm.
0: Sheev Papelton. Our pa- good pal Papel- Sheev. <laughs> <laughs> continues his Great low-key, name. hostile take these names, I swear. Take over of the Supreme Chancellor's seat. Convincing Queen Amidala to call for a vote of no confidence in Chancellor Valorium.
1: No confidence in you.
0: Valorium is actually a pretty good name, I'm going to be honest. Or I really right like how it just name. rolls no, off the tongue. children name. Yeah, that's right. Whitley.
1: Just, She's just
0: Valorium Whitley.
1: Yes, that's a great CVW. Lorian for sure.
0: Now that the galactic seat of power is up for grabs, Palpatine is ready for the Queen and her entourage to head back to Naboo. Amidala has the bright idea to head to the surface to ask, for the, Gung- to ask the Gungans for help. Boss Nass agrees after Padme takes a knee and he promotes Jardar to General for some reason.
1: As one does. Mm-hmm. I, I like, just cut in here, I like like, hey, we're being attacked. You have an army. Send your men out there to get killed. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, we got this. George, yeah. you're general.
0: Cool, cool, cool. The Gungan army will meet the Trade Federation droids on the battlefield to act as a diversion so the Jedi can escort the Queen and her security detail back to the palace to capture the Viceroy. A team of pilots, along with Anakin, who's still nine, and R2, head out to attack the control ship in order to disable the droid army, introducing the coolest new vehicle of the prequels, the yellow and chrome Naboo N1 Starfighter. Mm-hmm. So best. sick. Yes. The battle rages on three fronts.
1: Just like Neo said. So sick.
0: I'm so sick. Mm. I'm so sick. Okay. <laughs> that tied in really
1: well, actually. Great job.
0: <laughs> the pilots are firing on the control ship. The Gungans are chucking blue balls at the droids while the Queen's Guard make their way to the throne room. Cue Duel of the Fates. If you don't get hyped for this John Williams masterpiece, then you must be dead. Darth Maul activates his double-sided lightsaber finally and begins his three-way battle with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, blowing my 13-year-old brain to smithereens. The music swells, the laser swords hum, blasters go pew-pew, and droids make beeping whistling noises. Now that's what I call Star Wars. Beep, beep, beep. Mm -hmm. The three-way lightsaber fight continues with a lot of platform jumping and Obi-Wan gets separated. By some locking power bands. He tries to catch up but is locked out again. He can only watch as his master is headbutted by Darth Maul um, and then the lightsaber hilt stabs through his gut. Once unlocked, Obi Wan charges at Maul and is knocked down the hole. There's always an endless hole in Star Wars. Barely able to hang on, he uses the Force to leap out and force grab his fallen master's green lightsaber just in time to deal a finishing slice to Darth Maul's waistline. Mm-hmm. Maul falls down the hole in two pieces after only one line of dialogue in the entire movie. He's still awesome and also not really dead. Spoilers if you haven't seen the Clone Wars show or Solo's in credits. Spoilers. The Viceroy is captured. Annie destroys the control ship like Will Smith in Independence Day and all the droids shut down, ending the Gungan slaughter. Unfortunately, Jar Jar survives. <laughs> <laughs> qui dying request was for Obi-Wan to train the boy. Which, newly knighted, Obi-Wan informs Yoda he will do with or without his permission. Senator Palpatine takes, tells Anakin he'll be watching his career with great interest. Yoda and Mace Windu ponder whether death Darth Maul will be, was the master or the apprentice at the Qui-Gon Jinn barbecue. <laughs> Cue music. <laughs> Directed by George Lucas. Full nostalgia goggles here, but episode one rules. Jar Jar still kind of sucks, though. The end. Great job! Thank you, Hunter. You both,
2: Ashby and Hunter. Fantastic. Yes, that was, I didn't read any of it until you read it, so it was fun to just hear. So if we, that was, was fantastic. Kind
1: of quiet, so just listening it. No, it was fantastic and I, very, very good stuff. So, <laughs> thank you, Hunter, for the uh, synopsis. We really appreciate it. It was really well done, um, and that gives brings us to ten questions, give ten. or take. Give mm-hmm, or take. Uh mm-hmm. Our first one, as always, do you like this film, Kyle?
2: I said yes, and it's in my top twelve. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> there's eleven no, Star Wars. There was a
2: Christmas special. That doesn't count. In it the does. Movie. No, it doesn't. It's it, canon, was, it,
1: was it released in film? The,
2: actually, there are twelve because the Clone Wars had a movie too. I'm just saying so. TV movie. No, it doesn't count. It counts. No. You. Look, I googled it to find out how many to put in my top rank, and it says there are twelve Star Wars. Movies. Yeah,
1: the Clone Wars. Either way, yeah. it counts. It, yeah.
2: Uh, I said just a quick synopsis of it. Not even a synopsis, just synopsis of my memory. Uh, I remember going to the movie theater and loving it. Like, as I was 11 or 12, Hunter was 13, so I was think I was 12 or 11. But growing up, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but my dad and I, we didn't really watch a lot of things together. Uh, but he had his main things that he loved. He loved John Wayne movies and he loved Star Wars. Now, he wasn't some hardcore fan that loved it, but he was a person like, if it's on TV, we're stopping and we're watching this. So for me as a kid, that was like something I connected with him. And so since it was coming out to a new movie, into theaters again, it was something that he and I could go do together. So I was really excited about that. Honestly, as an, a 12-year-old, I thought George R. Banks was funny. He was just a com- comedic character coming in. It reminded me somewhat of the way that Chewbacca was in the movie. Was just some crazy animal character. Uh, as an adult looking back, eh, different character. But uh, for me, I did enjoy it. Like I said, going back and watching it now, there's definitely better Star Wars movies, but I still don't think it's probably the worst. But um, No, it's not.
1: But I enjoy it. I put yes, question mark. I don't love it, but I enjoyed it when I rewatched it this week. Um, of the prequels, I liked it more than Attack of the Clones, but not as much as Revenge of mm-hmm. the Sith. Um, trying to, when you look at it through... I guess your nostalgia go- goggles mm-hmm. and your current, you know, adult vision. Um, yes, I found so many things to, that were wrong with this movie, rewatching it.
0: Problematic.
1: But as a kid in nineteen ninety nine, I was twelve when this came out, so um turned thirteen later that summer.
2: I loved it. I mm-hmm. mean as a yeah. kid. I mean the like the pod
1: racing, the I mean everything was pretty awesome. it so. sold
2: to our perfect age where it's like, okay, now where like especially then. Let me have all the toys. Yes, right. All the toys. You want to go home Mm -hmm. and reenact this and play with that. Yes. For me, it was the perfect age for that. Absolutely. About you, ma'am.
0: So I, I also, I was eleven in 1999, and. Um we had a VHS set of the original movies yes. that my dad sort of used as a babysitter. Yes. So like if he needed us to be like still and quiet, he would be like, so we're going to watch Star Wars. we put Star Wars on." And so he he was also a huge fan because when he was a teenager, um he was working in a movie theater when the original came out in I the see. late 70s, I think. Mm, so yeah. So he like you know, day one fan, basically. And so, you know, it was just something that I grew up with. And so when we realized that they were going to do prequels, we went as a family, Mm -hmm. you know, to watch the movie, which was exciting. And with Nostalgia Goggles and being a kid, I was just excited at the lasers and the pew-pew and, like, you know, the lightsaber fights. Mm -hmm. and Like, I wasn't thinking about the greater story arcs and everything behind it so I I wasn't I wasn't aware enough to even be disappointed I thought it was great Mm -hmm. but when I go back and watch it now especially having watched all of the movies to date Mm -hmm. you know I I think that the prequels get a bad rap but this is definitely my least favorite prequel however I have to admit that I think that As I got older, as two and three came out, Mm -hmm. a lot of what I liked about those was informed proportionally by how hot Hayden Christensen was. Mm. So, once again, I was just kind of like... The hotness showed up. I was like, I mean, like, there's some things that are problematic, but like, man, he is on fire, literally. Anyway, so... Um, I put spoiler. The, yeah,
1: <laughs> for episode three. Spoiler!
0: I put the three original ones are always going to be my fave. Um, this is my least favorite of the prequels. I like seven, eight, and nine more than Hunter. I loved Rogue One, but not Han Solo standalone. So this movie, if you're going like one to whatever, probably ranks like eighth ish for in, me in the top twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yes, it definitely made my top twelve as well.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I like I say, I think <laughs> I've gone back and watched documentaries like where this movie was coming out and it shows a lot of the fans like waiting in line to get in that have been, you know, probably more so our parents age at that point or a little bit, you know, right. younger, or older that were there super excited to go see it. You know, that were fully in cosplay, everything else, whenever cosplay wasn't as much of a thing. Right. And then they filmed them coming out of the theater and it's like, right. Oh yeah. You know, you've got some that are like, I love it. It's
0: amazing. But right. you've got
2: some others like, Want to see it again? <laughs> right. See what happens.
0: Yeah. There. I don't. I don't know how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Like
2: as a kid watching it, you know, I didn't have any like same way. I wasn't looking to see like, well, how does this connect and how does that like even this past week watching it, I was watching and saying, oh, there's so and so. He comes into play later. Oh, there's this, and it's mm-hmm. like things that, as a kid that I wasn't as familiar with in general. I just didn't pick up on. Right. Um, but as an adult watching it now, it's still like you say, it's yeah. not amazing, but right. not. Doesn't get the rapid gets is not deserved. I don't yeah,
0: think. I I don't I think so either.
2: Casting,
1: what role was cast the best and the worst? I know Ashley's a big fan of go casting. Go for so it, man. Go ahead.
0: Liam Neeson was the totally best agree. for yeah, sure, 100 percent, like that, that was hands my, down,
1: my top choice.
0: Um, the kid does a good job.
1: He mm-hmm. did a decent job. You know,
0: he did a... I feel like there was a lot on his shoulders. He probably wasn't old enough to understand. Like, mm. hey, you're going to be Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, like,
2: you're going to be Darth Vader. Right. What um, was, his, was it... I guess it was previous, but Jingle All the Way was before this yeah, movie? With the Arnold? I yeah, so, Jingle All the Way came out in 96.
1: Yes. I didn't yeah. realize that was the same, same kid, kid until just now. Yeah. Um, I had put that the chemistry between he and Natalie Portman wasn't there, nor should have, it have been. Right. He was a child. He was
0: a child. <laughs> <laughs> a child.
1: And she had just turned 18, so... She
0: was... Yeah, technically supposed to still be a child. So yes. you know, even yeah. though she was like what in her twenties?
1: No, no, she was actually sixteen when this filmed. Oh really? Yeah, she She's turned, that young? She turned eighteen in nineteen ninety
0: nine. I thought she was older than that. Yeah, okay. I, well that makes sense. I had to sense. look it up to she you, could so. play like a fourteen year old. Still. Anyway. Yeah. Um and I know it doesn't count as casting, but obviously the worst was John Robbins. Like
2: You honestly picked out the two I had. I put for Jar Jar Binks. I wouldn't even say it's a casting issue; it's just a character character flaw. Right. Because the I guy, I think did, Ahmad
1: Best did the best he could yeah. with
2: what they, the direction they gave him. Right. And I feel like you know, not to get in some deep topic, and there's probably like, we'll probably bring him up a couple times, but like Jar Jar itself, as we look on it now, you can see where like it's easy to look and see there's some racial issues there. Right. Um, for him and for George Lucas, if you go back and read interviews and everything else to them, both of them deny that that was everything, and even him you know, saying himself is like, I didn't see that, you know, even acting it myself. That's not what I saw. But, uh, for us in the generation where we live in, obviously we can see that now and see like, okay, I can definitely see where that could be an issue. Yes. But, um, the guy himself, even if you look at pictures on set, that's like, he's full blown character actor where he's got a costume on and he's got like a little hat that looks like his, you know, Jar Jar's head or whatever on top. So he went all out for it. And I don't think, like you said, I don't think he did a bad job himself. It's just a role. It was
1: a bad character. Um, You don't see it as much in this movie as you would in the next two prequels, but Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan was perfectly cast. Uh, He Mm -hmm. was following up from Sir Alec Guinness from the Mm -hmm. original trilogy. And at this point, I would say he's the Obi-Wan I prefer.
0: I think you could... So... I, there's you, you're seeing Obi-Wan Kenobi at such different points in his life mm. that I don't think I could be like, oh, he did a better job than Alec Guinness. Right. Because I would never say an unkind word against Sir Alec Guinness. Of course um, not. But. Well, hello there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think that you can tell that he studied Guinness's mm-hmm. work. Yes. Like, that he, like, and I think that that's the kind of actor Ewan McGregor is. Um and so I think that he definitely put some effort into trying as much as he could to tie in what Guinness brought to the role and then what it would have been like to be a younger version of that right. character.
2: Okay. Well, if you think about it, too, he's one of the only... I mean, there's you know probably a handful or so, but going into those movies, he's one of the only ones that's a younger version of himself. Right. Like, mm-hmm. Within reason. You, honestly, Right. Anakin being Darth Vader, spoiler alert, but he's a kid versus a grown adult right. versus... Um, the
0: biggest spoiler like, alert. Yes. Yeah.
1: And Yoda <laughs> is literally just, you know, C- he's CGI at this point. to right. no, be he, fair, no longer he was a, a puppet. He was a puppet first, and then yeah. he, then he s- turned into right. CGI. He was a puppet. They redid it and that, turned into CGI. That glow up,
2: man, let me tell you. But, um, but <laughs> just to see, like, you know, there's a couple other people that technically return later, but for him, he's one of the only ones that had to make sure he did a good job preparing for the next actor, pretty much. Yeah, and
1: I, and I mentioned this in another section, but uh, Ian McDermott as uh, Chief, our good friend Sheev uh, Palpatine, mm-hmm. uh, he reprised his role from 1983. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Return is bananas. China, which is insane, mm-hmm. um, absolutely, but you could tell he was just having a blast in that role. So.
2: Sure.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. to be able to do that again, and to play him when he was still considered a good character. Mm-hmm. Like, to be able... Like, how many times as an actor... Do you get the opportunity in something like prequels where you know where your character is going to end up mm-hmm. and you get to try to convince the audience that like they're not there yet? Yes. You know, I it's just so that kind of happened a little bit with the Lord of the Rings, you know, with the Hobbit when they did the pre- prequels. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a lot there also that was an issue, but... Sorry, we
2: can watch 12 hours of it. It was over.
0: interesting. Anyway, so... we well, even
2: for that, and like I said, I may mention that in the future part, but Palpatine is one of the ones that I didn't remember. Like right. For me, like, I came into watching this. I watched all the Star Wars, like, last year again. But it's been a long time since I've really focused and tried to really like who's this and how does this all work together. Right. So I came in this movie like not remembering much.
1: Right. Well, he was never named Palpatine no. in the original trilogy. He, you know, he was just the emperor. He was just the emperor. And the yeah. only reason I made the connection so early was I had a novelization of Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi, and it says, mm-hmm. and he was mentioned at the very end, Emperor Palpatine. I'm like, oh, this is the same guy from mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode One.
2: And and so wait a so watching it for me, connections, it goes all
0: the way to the top. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was so focused on some of the other things going on, such as, you know, the Jedi and everything else. So as he's sneaking his way into becoming the senator or whatever, like his different roles, you know, he's just like, OK, well, he does come across as a good dude. Like for me, he comes across as a guy that's that's good, but he's probably not the smartest in the world. It's how it came across, how his character did. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. to know he's doing all these things in the background. Pulling like those playing strings, that. playing both sides. Right. pretty so. awesome.
1: Um, what are some of your favorite scenes? I mean, can we just agree that the pod racing was really enjoyable, even if it wasn't necessary to the plot? This is pod racing. This is podcasting. Yes. <laughs> wow. I'm surprised I didn't put that in the script yeah. somewhere. Uh, pod racing thing was awesome. I think it was... Um, when I know Kyle, you listened to uh, some of the uh, binge mode, uh, Phantom Menace episode. Uh, I listened to it this week for research purposes. Shout out to Mallory Rubin, Jason Concepcion. Um They mentioned that George Lucas loved like car culture mm-hmm. and American Graffiti is an yes, awesome movie. Yes, that was one of his first films, and um, he loved. So the pod racing scene was was able to do two things for him. One, it was to show off his love for car culture, but also to show off the techno- uh, technological advances they had at the time because he wanted to be the first to do some stuff. And
2: Well, uh, even like they waited so long to put those movies out. Yeah, because, because he had ideas, it, but he couldn't. The technology hadn't caught no. up yet. So. And so that was one of those things that they'd spent the money and the time building this technology that he had to like take some extra moments to show it off. Right. Um, and I look at it too because CGI, I know, has been around for a little while. But there's a lot of this stuff in this movie, like pod racing, for instance, that comes across really well. Like yes. I don't get lost in the fact of, okay, well that's obviously fake or this is right. not Right.
0: No, it looked really, really real.
2: Yoda to me looks more fake. Like ne- the one I watched was the CGI one. So like seeing you know Yes. <laughs>
0: but
2: the more I look at him, I mean, I realize that yes, he's probably not right there in the room. But other other than that, pod racing. Pod racing. Um I've sucked at the video game.
1: I have the video game when we, when we when we do the Joe Davis Classic at some point this year. It's been <laughs> postponed, but when we do that, we're pulling that game out and we're gonna have a turn. I Great. suck at it too. David so found
2: out I'm bad at it. He's like, you know what? Great, we're turn gonna play it. this
1: game. I'm gonna go ahead and get good at it. I gotta find the courts though. Um, the lightsaber duel, Darth Maul, Obi Wan, and Qui Gon is another mm-hmm. highlight, and probably mm-hmm. in my opinion, top two, top three lightsaber battle in the whole series. I don't know how to rank those. Um, But I'm thinking of that one, Anakin and Obi Wan's duel in Episode Three, and
2: I don't know if it's necessarily the best, or like you know, it's it's definitely good in its own right because I remember being a kid, especially like a young boy, being really excited about this movie because they kept the commercials and everything else kept focusing on there's this new Darth Maul guy that like, and you got a glimpse of like Mm -hmm. a two ended sword or lightsaber.
0: Yeah, I think that it's not like the fight itself in some places seems kind of stilted, and I don't know if it's because of Liam Neeson's age. Like Mm. he wasn't obviously going to be as a dynamic a fighter as you know Obi Wan was, um, and Ewan McGregor obviously was younger, so he could do a lot more dynamic stunts. But I think that what what elevates it is not necessarily the fight itself, but like that memory you have. Of him like clicking on one side and you're like, oh, here we go. And yeah. then he clicks on the other side and you're like, what? Yeah, like, Spo-
2: Spoiler alert, We're,
1: we'll yeah. get to that at question nine. Yeah. That's um, <laughs> well, the so. fact too that he doesn't do it both
2: at the same time. Like he right. takes that instant right. to show that all. Yeah. So, hey guys, I got you. Yeah.
0: Right.
1: Um, I think part of the reason that fight may seem still good is cause they're cutting back and forth between everything going on yes. in space, you know, everything going on with the queen. It's not a
2: continuous Cut of right. just the fight.
0: Right.
2: I just remember, I've made a note here to have to talk about it. And I feel like I've somewhat mentioned it before, but I remember us being. I don't know. If, I did, couldn't drive yet, so maybe still middle school or something. But Hunter lived just a block or two away from my parents, so like his parents did, and then Alex winders lived right over there with him. Mm-hmm. And I remember like it was one summer. I felt like we'd been swimming or something, and we came back and we're like, we should have a lightsaber fight. And I was like, well, let me go home and get mine. And Hunter went upstairs and had his not? lightsaber. Yeah. Yes. And as a kid, like these are these moments you've dreamed of. Because <laughs> loving this movie, growing up as a, a child with my dad, I had some little fake like plastic green sword mm-hmm. that I pretended was my lightsaber because they didn't sell lightsabers. Right. Versus they finally came out with them in this movie. And so I went home and got mine. And then Hunter had his. And then here comes Alex from across the street. And he has the Darth Maul one. It's the double-ended uh. one. So it felt like we were literally fighting Darth it's Maul. It's
0: about like, to go yes. down. Yes. <laughs>
2: like, I never owned one myself, but I was so jealous that like I was like, "Hey, can I can I uh, try that out? Let me see that real quick." And oh it's, man! You realize how hard it is to fight with one of those though, because like you're constantly grabbing hold of the, like you've the got to study the
1: the, uh, the ancient art of Jedi f- sword fighting, yes. um, which Mace Windu did. By the way, he was a master of all seven
2: forms. We Apparently, were, there are seven forms, by the way. <laughs> we were just about to kids course swinging really hard and yes. breaking other people's things. So. Um, other
1: favorite
0: scenes. So, one of mine was when Anakin turned his mom's words against her mm-hmm. in the scene where so either that's either what kids do. because yeah, that's what kids do. And I just, it was so beautiful because she's like, I don't want you pod racing. And he's like, okay. And then he's kind of quiet for a second. He's like, mom, you're always saying that we should help people. And The you,
1: worst thing in the galaxy is people don't help each other. Well, here we have help, people have who like, need help. We need
0: to help I them. can help them. you th- can just see her face where she's like, are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> like, this is when you chose to listen to me. Go ask your forced father. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Uh, any other favorite scenes?
2: I just made a note, but about the Darth Maul scene. Like, I loved him as a character. I loved the fact that how... Almost like a ninja, he was, mm-hmm. and I looked him up because the same way before the whole Han Solo came out with that movie or spinoff, where he reprises his role briefly in that, I looked it up. And was like whatever happened to him, and what's more to know about him? Yeah, because the canon for Star Wars is gigantic. Like we were talking about this before we started recording,
1: and it gets messed up a lot.
2: Right. Yeah, but like we, t- we mentioned earlier, like Harry Potter, like it's pretty big. But it's very reasonable we can go figure it out for the most right. part. Versus Star Wars lasts so long and there's been so many different forms of it with books and comics and TV right. shows. Well,
0: I mean, it's a, like like I said, it's about how vast the source material is. Mm-hmm. So like the source material for Harry Potter is. Technically seven books. Mm-hmm. You get through seven books, you mm-hmm. know. The source material for the Lord of the Rings original movies are three books. Yep. But to try to do it's like, well, well why I say I never am going to go back and read every comic for every superhero sure. I'm interested in. Because the source material is so vast, they've been putting out comics since the 40s. Mm-hmm. But it's the same thing with Star Wars, like there's so much ancillary, especially book series mm-hmm. to try to tackle that it's just like that sounds like a lot of. Well, yes, like, I,
2: I looked him up because I was like, there's no way I'm going to read everything. It was like, did he for sure die? And it's like, no, he didn't. Like, Interesting. See, yeah.
0: I, w- if you had asked me, I would have been like, yeah, he's 100 percent in the dead. comics.
2: He like goes mad. He ends up getting like robotic legs, mm-hmm. and I think his brother ends up helping him like get his yeah. legs back somehow and yeah. get his it, mind back. It right. is detailed
1: in the Clone Wars and Rebels uh, television series, which See, I have not seen, but I've heard they're really good. So,
2: well, I also
0: they, don't know where he comes from. Like,
2: I don't know much about how it. he
0: ends up being an, an apprentice.
2: Yeah, well, I think what takes on is he becomes the master and his brother becomes the apprentice at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Brother, like, at okay. this point. Yeah. But evidently, he and Obi-Wan go back and forth fighting for years. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I am excited to see, like, with... Because I th- for me, like, I'll oh, go back to what I was saying. Because I feel like his character was cut so short because all the oh, commercials yeah. were so big about this is the new, like, right. Darth Ooh. Vader. And Darth Vader, like, had such a presence that you barely even saw him in any of these movies. Like, yeah. he made a brief appearance and either you saw the sheen of his helmet or just his breathing or just anything, you know, that dude's bad. Like, mm-hmm. And so you expected somewhat the same Darth Maul, but all of a sudden, here he is, first movie, he's cut in half, gone forever as far as we know. Right. He got three lines. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like he was cut too short, but it was cool. And I know Disney Plus is doing an Obi-Wan series with uh, Ewan McGregor as well. So hopefully, maybe we'll see him fight Darth Maul as it comes back. But who knows? Cool.
1: Any other favorite scenes? All right, favorite quotes. Who wants to go first?
2: Are you an angel?
0: <laughs> See young Anakin
1: with with the pickup yeah. lines. Oh man! As young as nine years nine old. Nine
0: year old boy got game. Are
1: you an angel? Wow! I think they exist on this other star planet. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: So one of mine was actually I was watching it and I I guess I don't remember this scene and I was not prepared for it. But when he says goodbye to his mom. And then he has to come back again to mm-hmm. say goodbye again. And they talk about whether or not he'll see her again. And she says, Be brave and don't look back. And I started crying. Oh, and I was yeah. like, I hey, hate this movie made me cry. How dare you? <laughs> like,
1: um, I had it a just few, hits
0: different when you're older. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, it
1: really does. Huh. I had a few exchanges. Um, Queen Amadella and Anakin's first exchange, um, where, uh, or Padme, uh, you know, at the time, she's, you're a slave. And Anakin just gets like, like, indignant at that is like i'm a person yeah and my name is anakin and yeah. it's like mm-hmm. i mean go ahead and put that back in her face like yeah. look i'm right i am not you know something lower just because right. i live on this planet where that's considered okay i'm mm-hmm. a person right and so i love that um i love the uh, banter between padme and qui-gon Jin while they were on tatooine where padme she's the queen mm-hmm. who's you know the handmaiden here um Before I get that, just a shout-out to uh, whenever R2 saves the ship, and the decoy queen's like, hey, Padme, go wash up this droid. Right. And it's like, that's the queen you're talking to. Right. Um, But uh, So Padme's like, are you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know. The queen will not approve. And Qui-Gon's like, the queen doesn't need to know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Padme's like, well, I don't approve. She's like, well,
0: I don't approve. (laughs) And it's like,
1: that has a double meaning now, because you're the queen, Mm. anyway. Right.
2: Um, I like the one where... Yoda's talking about Anakin Mm -hmm. because for me especially too coming back as an adult looking into this and being like why doesn't he qualify or like why it's because he has fear of like losing his mom because he loves her so much Um, and I know it goes way deeper than that but he said you know fear leads to anger and anger leads to hate Mm -hmm. and it's like well, okay well for this instance it does (laughs) like not necessarily every time but like for this movie to work and for that you know for their judgment over Anakin to work they had to have something in that line
1: yes um, there was a line early in the film uh, between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. So Obi-Wan says, um, but Master Yoda says, I should be mindful of the future. And Qui-Gon responds, but not at the expense of the moment. And I think that's just good advice in general for life. Like, yeah, be mindful of what's going to happen, but don't let it take over what's happening in the here and now. Right. Uh, I mean, so yeah, deep lore from Star Wars. Quotes. Yeah. So. He was yeah.
2: like, Liam Neeson was passing out like all the heat in this because he also said like, well, he only had one movie to do it in. Yes, unfortunately. And he did an amazing <laughs> job. But said, remember, your focus determines your reality. Like, and yeah. so just to think about the same thing, it's you know I've thought about the day. Just if you like, you're just not having a great day. Like, where's your focus at? That? Is yeah. it on the negative? Because if it is, it's going to go bad. It's yeah. So it's not going to get any better. Right. Right. Versus where's your focus at, and that's going to determine your outcome of what you're doing. I mean, that's pretty much you know a galaxy version of saying, make it a great day or not. The choice is yours. But slightly different. Yes, we
1: house. still we, stu- <laughs> we still quote that at my school. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like that's that's our um, anytime I do announcements, that's my closing mm-hmm. line. You know, make it a right great or not, the choices. We choice.
2: always just kind of like whatever during school I was that's being announced. Like, I'll oh, make it a uh, great, but it's like no, actually now like <laughs> ten twenty. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it
0: was really easy to make fun of, but now you look back. Like I used to make fun of um, one of my. Uh, elementary school principals, Mr. Gilbert, because he mm-hmm. would do the whole, like, I love you thing. Yes. It's like, I love you, okay. <laughs> but, like, as an adult, I think about, like, how many kids that he may have come in contact as a principal that no one ever told them they love them. Yes. And, like, mm-hmm. to, you know, it, it matters. Like, saying yes. things, communicating things, matter. So
2: yep. the same way anytime there was an opportunity, he'd break out his guitar and like Angels Among Us or whatever I think is the one Ugh. they would sing. Oh, yes. I remember, I remember, I remember be being in the show
1: Alabama yes. Angels Among Us. I
0: watched us. them sing that live in the early nineties. That'll bring tears to beautiful. your eyes
2: too though. Like I remember being I feel like in high school at some time and like remembering that and being like that was kind of an emotional moment. Yeah. I remember being like a talent <laughs> show. with yeah. O'Kinley Kenley in like the old school auditorium. Mm-hmm. They had all of the like competitors get on stage and everybody around the room is singing and waving back and forth. And then my sister comes in and says, like, I can hear you from you the other home. side of the house. Shut <laughs> up.
0: From <laughs> somewhere <laughs> up above, they come to you, you and me. me. In our darkest <laughs> hours.
2: First, Saints can't sing.
0: We're I harmonizing can. now. I can't sing.
2: Uh, what worked Woo. the best in this movie?
0: That was the spirit of Randy Jackson. Yes. Just <laughs> come through me.
2: All right, dog. What what worked the best? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man.
2: I put. I really liked mm. the journey of Anakin becoming Darth Vader on that road to it. Um, I don't like I said. I I would have liked to have gone and watched two and three right after, just through got remembering things. But I knew I'd get it confused if I did. But watching this this time and just realizing that, honestly, for the most part in this movie, the kid's just a happy kid. And to realize, knowing where he's going to end up at, I really like the journey to see how he gets there. It's not just a typical movie where, like, Harry Potter, for instance. like Voldemort pretty much was, like, a bad kid, like, for the most part. And he grew up. It didn't surprise you for him becoming Voldemort versus... Anakin's not. He's not your typical, like, everybody hates him, or he's just a jerk. So obviously, it becomes a bigger jerk. Like, it's not the situation. The so. Jedi really failed him, honestly. Mm-hmm. They really did. I mean, we can talk,
1: talk about that a little bit when we ever get to Attack of the Clones, but mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have been paired with Obi Wan. Probably should have been, you know. If, well, if Gon Jin had lived, yeah. would he have been any different? Right. Exactly. Or if right. he'd been paired with any Jedi that had any kind of experience training someone? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, um, but yeah. Um, I put that the relationship between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon was wonderful to see. Um, and I also said that showing some of the failings of the Jedi Order, in hindsight, sure. worked really well because it showed that they're flawed, who can't foresee everything that's coming. Um, I think about the, um, the conversation Qui-Gon had with the Jedi Council about, you know, I believe he was a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Kyati Mundy, who was the guy with the big head, mm-hmm. you know, cone head. And he was like, it's impossible. The Sith have been extinct for thousands of years. And Mace Windu, Samuel L. Jackson, love him. I think if the Sith had returned, we would have seen that coming. And it's like, uh, no, you didn't. They're here. <laughs> you kind of missed that one there, buddy. And then at the end of the movie, Mace Windu shows up with you It's like, so I've confirmed it. That right. was definitely the Sith Lord. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. well, so way so to like, go there, buddy. A little
0: bit of hubris there. <laughs> but um, I
1: do like, you know. Sometimes our heroes, or oftentimes our heroes, are just flawed people as well, and they're not going to get everything right. So mm-hmm. I think that worked best in hindsight. So, and also put Ian McDermott was a joy as Senator Palpatine, who just honestly crushing everything he was in.
0: crushing it. Um, side note, I have to remark that the lead singer of Alabama is named Randy Owens. Not Randy Jackson. Not Randy Jackson. Okay. <laughs> that
1: makes my reference a little
0: also, <laughs> off. <laughs>
2: Just y'all roll with it. I wasn't
0: Also, that. I really love that in an episode to Star Wars, we managed to sing an Alabama song. Yes, so we've connected the Never proof. let it be said that this podcast is not celebrating the random. Yes. <laughs> um, so the only thing I put for what, what worked best and kind of goes in the same vein that Eric was saying is having a fully formed Jedi Order, um, which we've never seen before. Right. Being able to see them as an organization and a unit, having a council, kind of talking about rules and... It made me think a lot, not to get too deep, but it made me think a lot of the Catholic Church Mm and an an order, an organization, a a church, whatever you want to call it, is only as good as its components, as the people who make it up. Right. And so, and people are flawed. Um, And so I I feel like where, where the order and where the Catholic Church has gone wrong historically is in letting things like pride and greed and hubris, you know, get too much of a foothold yes. in people's minds and hearts. And so then you start thinking that you are infallible and you are untouchable. And that that is, you know, from the top down. Yes. <clears throat> and so a lot of this movie was about sort of how wrong the council is on multiple fronts. And so it, it made me think a lot about the church um and some of the issues that we know kind of go all the way to the top, not just in the Catholic Church but sure. in many organizations, many organizations private so and public right. yep. um so I thought that was really interesting but it it was nice to be able to see them for the first time um as as an entity yes. that that has rules and laws and regulations and meetings and memos and all yes. kinds of stuff so
2: well just to see too how. Is that gonna work, or do you know, do you have to follow everything they say exactly to a T, or right. to the point of you know when they're talking about Anakin, like we're gonna train him regardless? You know, even both of them end up saying it pretty much. Qui Gon did, and then when he's gone, you know Obi Wan said right. it. But it's like even if you approve or don't approve for doing this, and right. so it's not where they bestow powers upon them. It's a matter of who the people are in general, like, right? And so I don't know. That gets into the meta whatever word that I can't remember. Metachlorians. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk about those in a second. But um, Is it
0: metachlorians or midachlorians? Midachlorians. Is, is there a D? M-I-D-I. Okay, yes. midachlorians. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, like, you know, an outdated, um, what am I thinking, midi? Midi, yeah. Midi still works. No, it doesn't? Okay. Um, you h- Do you have stuff. anything else for what worked the best, Kyle?
2: Uh, no, I think that's about cool. it. Cool.
1: Nitpicks. <laughs> do you want to go first, Ashby, or?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please.
1: Go
0: ahead. The age difference between Anakin and Queen Amidala, although not as large as I suspected, is still pretty big given their ages. Like, if you're 29 and 34 or whatever, you know, like, fine, cool, Mm. okay? But when you're 9 and 14, there's a large gap between you called puberty. Yeah, that's literally high school.
1: In elementary school.
0: Right. No. <laughs> Shut it down. 100%. <laughs> so that was really problematic. Are you an angel? But to be fair, to be really fair to this movie, there was never any intonation that it was going to be romantic. No, That was their not. connection was romantic. It no. was not a nine-year-old and a 14-year-old making hard eyes at one another. No, it was not. It was a nine-year-old being a charming nine-year-old. And a 14-year-old who's really who who feels for this kid because of the situation he's in, but is really actually concerned for like the millions of people that she's right. responsible for.
1: I would even go so far to say that Anakin probably, when he leaves his home, the only home he's known, right. looks to this one girl who is the only other person he knows other than this sure. Jedi right. as a mother figure. Correct. Which is problematic going forward. Right. But... Yeah. I mean that's right. It's problematic
0: for the next movie the when next we movie. just jump head first into they somehow later. formed a romantic relationship and you're like okay so I hate that That's a like hard of and it gets everywhere. <laughs> if you're only viewing <laughs> this one movie
2: as a one movie thing too. Yes. You make a good point cuz as a 9-year-old boy like I think of the swimming pool like when there was older girls there like how often did you ever like pretend like you feel like, you're, I guess, flirting is not quite the right word. Right. Because I wouldn't even Showing say Showing off. Yes. 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 I was trying Showing to off. because right it's technically like flirting, but it's not. It's the best it's flirting not a like, nine-year-old can do. It's not like, like serious flirting. Right. No, it's, right. like, it's like, hey, can I get your attention yes. type deal. Right. Yes. And so And I'll say sweet and nice things. and like, Right. You know. Because I feel
0: like at that age, you've discovered maybe that you want... A woman's attention But you haven't quite Figured out why you Yes wanted. exactly And so you have You are kind, you have no idea What you're doing You're just kind of like Hey you're pretty mm-hmm. You so look pretty. like an angel I'm
1: gonna pretend That you're in the
0: pool Right yeah Yes yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Oh Maybe that's what Peppercorn. Maybe one of
2: those like spinoff movies between yeah. one and two now. Yes. Hey, that worked out between uh, in a galactic pool between
1: uh Windy and um yeah they end up and, marrying uh, each what's other. What's her na- What's his name? Squint. Um, Squints and uh, the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, maybe it's not mm-hmm. as rare as we thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey. what other nitpicks do you have, Ashby?
0: The only other one I have was um, subtitles for some characters and not others. Yeah. Why?
1: Yeah. What was
0: the deciding factor? I don't. Okay. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. <laughs> Um, I put Unnecessary Introduction of Minichlorians to Star Wars lore. Mm -hmm. I know that's, like, you brought it up here, and I think it gets a brief mention in Episode 3, but then they're never mentioned again. And it just kind of, again, I'm not really hardcore on this, but I know a lot of Star Wars fans felt like it kind of ruined the mythical, spiritual connection between the Force and the Jedi, and it turned it to something science-based, and you can kind of
2: weigh the merits there. But even the thing, I think, the big thing is before anybody had a chance of interacting with mm-hmm. the force. Yes. Whereas this now means something right. within you, either you can or you can't. You're making light. it genetic, yes. basically. Yes. yes.
1: Um, I put Jar Jar Binks, but I recognize this is the kids' movie for kids, so he gets passed. Uh, tax and trade laws as a plot device in the kids' movie, though. Just, you know, like I, I, mean, I said. Uh,
0: is Star Wars for kids, though?
1: I would say it
2: is.
0: I don't think it was intended to be. Like, if, if you look at 4, 5, and 6, those are not children's movies. That's
2: fair. I know George Lucas has gone on the record, especially talking about Jar Jar, about how it was created as a kid's type of thing, because it has humor in it that you've never... Like, there was a, a clip of him on set during the process of everything, mm-hmm. being like, this guy, Jar Jar, is going to come in, and he's a character like we've never had before. He's the funniest character we've had ever. Right. Like, type of deal. Um especially gumming out in the way it was then, I would say it was somewhat aimed towards kids because they knew they were going to turn around and sell a lot of toys with it, do a lot of things right. with it. Uh, but at the same time, I do acknowledge the other side where they, they hit on both ages. Almost the same way that like Marvel movies do They're now. trying to get right. the parents
1: mm-hmm. and right. the kids. So right. you know, like they, they want the parents to bring their kid to the movie and then they want the kid to beg for all the toys. I mean, it's yeah, merchandising. In well, it's general. the
2: same way, too, that we are obsessed now with Marvel movies versus growing up. They're taking a lot of, not say because of the same, obsessed. but. Obsessed. Uh, obsessed. Whatever. But they're taking things that, you know, we loved or came to know of as kids. And now if we had kids of our own, we'd be excited to take them to it. Mm-hmm. Same way our parents grew up watching Star Wars, or if they did. Yeah. And right. then they turned around, there's that bond of going together now and taking your kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Um, and the last thing I put, uh, I feel like George Lucas was 10 years behind the times when he wrote the script to this. Um, it's something they talk about in wrestling and how Vince McMahon's just so far behind on pop culture. Um, but the reason I put this is I feel like he was 10 years behind and he was watching Full House while writing the script mm-hmm. and decided to give Stephanie Tanner's catchphrase, how rude, to Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was weird. I like, noticed that. Jar Jar says yeah. it like two or three times. How rude. How rude.
0: Well, and it, like to be fair, Jar Jar's character is funny like he is the comedic relief like when he he gets his when he gets his tongue stuck and he's like (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) like it is really funny if he had had a normal way of speaking like if they had just given him a British accent and he was funny and he was still the comedic relief it would have been less screen time also that yeah
1: you know like don't he was kind of all over the movie maybe less screen time right um what what about you Kyle nitpicks for you did we steal them all? Hey,
2: y'all, we've covered everything. I had
1: cool. Any questions about this movie that have been left unanswered? And I, I do have one.
2: I don't have any because honestly, I can't remember all the movies. <laughs> the other ones good enough to be like, "Oh, this happened," or y'all were like, "Well, actually, it was explained multiple times here." All right. Uh, yes, Ashby Force.
0: Babies. <laughs> what is Where happening? Where force babies come from? Why is this happening? Okay. Atlantic I storms. totally forgot about this part. I remember the Metaclorians because I was like, what in the world? They didn't even mention that in it's the three the original movies. I? I don't like, I, I remember the Metaclorians because I remember people being mad that like suddenly you have to have MetaClorians to have the force when that was never mentioned in four, five, and six. But I did not remember that he was supposed to be immaculately conceptual. There was no father. And I was just like, what? Do you I, yeah.
1: I carried him, I raised him.
0: What do you mean there was no father? It's like Seriously, like, no,
2: no, it was the father. <laughs> you're just kidding. What, yeah, like, what? Like,
1: that's the you're thing, literally
2: like, making him a god at that Like point, a, a Jesus, a
1: Christ-like character. Yes, yes so now this becomes... Which into their prophecy type lore, right, but... yes.
0: Yeah, so now this becomes like a a Christ-like myth, mm-hmm. you know, where we're talking about. Uh,
1: Jesus would have won more pot races before at the end I time. <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> I mean, I just was like, I don't understand why. Because here's the thing, and I, I do not want to get religious at all about this, but it's like, what does it matter? What does immaculate conception matter? If someone is part of a prophecy and you believe in that sort of mythological origin story of someone being destined to do great things and they have midichlorians and they have the force and like what does it matter that she anyway it wasn't so uh, it
1: wasn't I think it was two things one it was unnecessarily added where it could have been right but two it was probably just a way to say we don't want to think of who his father was so let's just
0: do this Mm -hmm. right yeah it was Um, so weird
2: I would much rather, if, and I'm not saying it's because of beliefs or not, but I'd much rather of him being somebody else, It's mm-hmm. like some random guy that you don't know, right. yeah. so that now you could have an entire movie of trying to figure out who in the world his dad was. Yes. Like Where in the right. world is
1: Anakin Skywalker's father? Yes. Right. He wears a red trench
2: coat. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: the, uh, the, one, the one question I have is not as deep as this, but it, I did think about this the other day. Um, in this movie, Padme Amidala uh, is queen, and she was elected queen. Um, At 14, in the next movie, Senator Palpatine moves to become chancellor and Padme Amidala becomes senator of the Naboo. And there's another queen. How does Naboo politics work?
0: Right? I Mm -hmm. thought about that too. I was like, wait a second. Okay, she's queen. I'm with you. Cool. Cool. She was elected queen.
1: She was elected queen. That's a
0: president.
1: Uh-huh. Like,
0: just saying. Yeah. That's not a queen. We don't elect queen. We don't elect royals. No. But, I, I mean, I guess if whatever you want to call your elected official, that's your right. So, like, the only you way know. I can
1: kind of, I guess, you know, sure, if you want to call it queen or whatever. The only thing that I can kind of reconcile with is maybe the queen is just like the ruler of the planet, but not the representative for the system of planets that has like their own government. And that would be the senator. Kind of like it would be like the governor of the planet.
0: But she also clearly has some kind of uh, council because she's speaking to them. Yes, she is. And so, and she was elected, but that's interesting to me because you would think that a a queen that young Mm -hmm. would have been forced into... Royalty that to being, you know, the headship of the nation that young because someone died. Right. So it's like you only get a. F- so you're telling me an entire planet elected a 14 year old.
1: Well, the Gungans that did. They didn't vote though. But anyway.
0: Maybe that's the <laughs> well, maybe problem. Maybe that's the problem.
1: The Gungans <laughs> got to have more polling sites right. for Naboo politics. You know what? <laughs> There's so much more you can talk
0: about. <laughs> I'm not even going to go. Let's there. not
1: good on that train. Uh, this is my actual favorite section of these 10 questions, the random section, because I have a lot here. Anything else you want to add? A favorite theory, rabbit hole you went down in our question of the week that we didn't post on Facebook, but I posed to you guys. Mm-hmm. What lightsaber color would you want and why? Um, so Kyle, I'll let you go first here. Any th- theories?
2: It's not a theory, but it's something that me as a person coming in and watching and not remembering hardly anything about this movie until I watched it was Keira Knightley and Natalie Portman Confuse the mess out of me. Yes. Where oh, I had yeah. to look it up and be like, which one's which? Yeah. Because I'm first watching Natalie Portman be the queen, and I'm looking at the other, knowing in my mind somewhere in the back there was like, they switch each other. A little other, switcheroo. Mm-hmm. There's something, but Swap. I can't remember what. Yes. And so I keep watching, and like, and then there was a scene, because me and Erica were talking about watching it, and all of a sudden when Natalie Portman has done the switch and she's out there, we kind of stopped for a second, like, which one is that now? Right. And so I, I Googled it and looked it up and figured it all out. Um, so I don't really have any theories about it. It's just like they did a good job. They picked somebody that actually was convincing versus some movies would just pick some random other guy, paint right. him up, and be like, "Oh, this is the same person." Right. Um.
0: It also looks like wonderfully strategic. Mm-hmm. You know, I talk about random decisions that are made behind the camera that Fanon tries to then find a, a reason for. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's interesting to me that of course if if that is one of your security measures as a queen or an elected official that you would then go find a handmaiden that looked like you, that mm-hmm. you would search for someone to put on your staff to be ready to do that in the event that you needed to yes. mm-hmm. swap out as doubles, which is interesting. Cool.
1: Um, I have a theory uh, that I found fascinating.
0: I have a theory. Yes, I have a theory. It could be bunnies. <laughs> oh man, come on, Buffy? Yeah. The musical episode of Buffy? Fair
1: enough.
2: You got gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. not.
0: I have a bar. theory. It could be witches. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I
2: have to
0: watch. Oh, the musical episode of Buffy is <laughs> Chef's Kiss. Oh, there oh, it is. Man. There it is. Not
1: even Star Wars. <laughs> there it is. Buffy. Uh, <laughs> so this was on the Star Wars Reddit. Um, and this is oh, came Lord. out a couple years ago. The theory is Jar Jar Binks was a trained Force user, knowing Sith collaborator, and will play a central role in The Force Awakens. Now, that obviously didn't turn out to be true. But the idea that... Um, I'm going to read some of this, but well, it all of it. Well, it could have
0: if people hadn't ac- absolutely like shamed them yes. into getting rid of his character. So
1: he says, Here I will seek to establish that Jar Jar Binks far from being simply the bumbling idiot he portrays himself as is, in fact, a highly skilled Force user in terms of martial ability and mind control. Furthermore, I assert that he was not, as many people assume, just an unwitting political tool manipulated by Palpatine. Rather, he and Palps were likely, in collaboration from the very beginning, And it was entirely possible that Halting was a subordinate underling to Binks throughout both trilogies. Um, And he says, given the above, I'll conclude with an argument as to why I believe it's not only possible but plausible that Jar Jar will make a profound impact on the upcoming movies and what his role may be. Um, Basically, he says, uh, let's establish Jar Jar as a skilled warrior. And he shows some videos. Here's Jar Jar nonchalantly executing a standing 20-foot twisting somersault. Um, You know, he says, taken out of context, you'd probably assume that was a Jedi. You know, if you knew nothing about the movie and you saw this character, probably assume that's probably, you know, a Jedi or someone who's Force, you know, sensitive or whatever. Um, but he says, he, uh, Jardar always manages, uh, manages to convince us that he's a bumbling oaf in the midst of a pitched battle, even though he's always incredibly, amazingly successful. Whether single-handedly taking down a battle droid tank or unleashing a barrage of boombas on their front lines or precisely targeting multiple enemies with a blaster tangled around his ankle... We simply roll our eyes and attri- att- um, attribute it to dumb luck, um, and that's one of the main reasons we, as an audience, hate Jar Jar. He goes on to basically say, "Hey, what if Jar Jar is a Sith Lord?" Mm-hmm. And it's a really interesting theory. I'm not going to read all of it. Um,
0: I'll allow it.
1: No, 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 there's
2: a lot of stuff here, <laughs> <Okay>. but um, <laughs> I I'm would. Understanding I just have to like <laughs> our yep. little lights dying, and I don't want to give you my seizure.
1: Oh, that's fine. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, but I will say that it is worth seeking out look, Jar Jar Binks' Sith Lord Theory, and decide for yourself, because it okay, will make okay. that character really, really, really a lot more interesting. And uh, the theory even goes on to say that if he hadn't been shamed uh, to death in the first movie, that may have taken place, which George Lucas has never commented on that. So well,
2: I feel like there's been somebody that was involved with the movies that, like... Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who it was, and it may have been, um, what's his name? The guy that did a lot of the new stuff. Um,
1: David Fioni?
2: No, I don't know. Somebody else. I saw it random. I think it's on Wikipedia or something. But like, he agreed with it to the extent of like talking about the guy did his research, did not just like throwing it out there and leaving it. Like he's backing it up enough to say, I could totally believe that that's what we would do with that. Yeah. Um,
1: any other favorite theories?
0: So I, I don't, this isn't a theory, but I did kind of go down a rabbit hole because, so the first six minutes of the movie, they're sort of visiting slash infiltrating slash trying to get out of this base. And once they get out of the gas chamber, they take down some of the droids. Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi sort of do this like whoosh, like flash Mm -hmm. thing where they move quickly. And I, I don't remember that when I was watching it as a kid. And I probably wouldn't have even thought about it at the time, but now I'm kind of like, wait a second, when did that become a, a power of the Jedi? Like yeah. you can move like the freaking flash. Part so, of that's like,
2: is that a Jedi power or is that just a CGI like glitch? That, yes. you know, right. <laughs> I mean,
0: literally it was just like and I they saw were. It's all the like, same thing. It was screen. the
2: blink of an eye that they don't acknowledge. Yes. But I'm like,
0: so I went, just because I know there's so much I'm not aware of, I went to Wikipedia.
1: Wikipedia. Because
0: that's a thing.
1: That is. And
0: it says force speed is a thing that exists under the umbrella of control, one of the three main Jedi abilities, the others being sense and sensibility. I mean, alter. <laughs> mm. So there are three umbrellas for force management. Powers, and yeah. Powers and learning. And they're the three main things that you learn first. So there's control... There's sense, and there's alter. And then there are many, many things that some Jedi can do, some Jedi can't do. Not everyone can do all of them. And force speed falls under control the way that you can control your body and your mind and your senses and stuff like that. So that's a thing. It's a thing. Apparently, they can move like Superman faster than a speeding bullet. Lightsaber color.
2: I only have one more other thing. Oh, never mind. Sorry. It's not even a theory, but just the idea of knowing that Darth Vader made C-3PO. Yeah, like, that's kind of cool. And he ends up on his ship later and everything else. Like, does he remember building him? Or like, And I know, too, a lot of those droids look I was going like to say, there's, there's
1: a protocol droid at the very beginning of this movie that looks just like C-3PO except for it's silver.
0: Right. But so, at the same
2: time, though, he has the same name. Yeah. So, like, it's the name that Anakin Yeah, gave, but
1: h- how but, often do they name, like... I, I look at I droids, know. you know, it's like, how often do people care about what they're actually named? Sure. Right. You know, I think C-3PO and R2-D2 and BB-8... We know them because they're characters, and you know they want to sell us all the merchandise. Um, And some of the characters know them because they spend a lot of time with them. But R two D two originally was just one of many uh, droids, astromech droids Mm -hmm. on that ship. They didn't even know who um, they didn't know what it wasn't when they brought it in there. What's the uh, call son? It's R two D two. I mean, so I mean, I I, I can see where if um, C three P O is on a ship that Vader wouldn't really care what the droid's name was. Mm. Um, All right. Lightsaber color. Purple. Purple for me as well. I actually owned a Mace Windu action figure because of the purple lightsaber. Nice.
2: I looked into online what each color means. Yes, I did did not. And Uh, then to figure out. I thought about it and I was like, nah, I got that. And I think I would be green. Uh, it says this color is associated. Of course, she would be. Well, like I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know if I'd be green or blue, but it says this color is associated with those who value concord, harmony, or helpful, cooperative, spiritual, and demonstrate goodwill. So I was like, I would hope that those are the things I would hope that I would demonstrate. Right. So right. what so does purple mean then? Nothing. It means that. Uh, that means that Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel wanted, L. Jackson wanted to stand wanted out. Perfect. Wanted to perfect. Be able to see <laughs> perfect. That's
0: why I like it. I'm purple because I want to be. <laughs> yes. I just thought it looked cool. It does um, look. Awesome. I looked
2: into it online because at Disney now at Star Wars, like you literally can build your own lightsaber. Which we
1: will do when we go to Star yep. Wars Land. We yep. Need this, <laughs> we need
2: this whole I thought about it today is like we need a big budget. We need a big budget and a month mu- and a
1: month off from work so we That's can go right. do
2: everything. But we need a, a budget for Star Wars Land where we literally do lots of yep. things from there, and mm-hmm. then another one at Harry Potter World. That's right. Like we buy all the things. Wands that We wouldn't and ever buy sabers. just by ourselves, but since we're all there together, we're going to buy there you get to choose your color and everything mean, you build everything mm-hmm. but watching that Team made Purple. me well, watch that made me more aware of all the colors because there's like there's a white there's yellow there's black like there's all mm. these other colors that you don't typically see in the main things yeah. I think we see with Ray and the newest one it's either white or it's yellow, yellow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: and that represents a balance between the good one or the year. other to um, two, two a quick lightsaber things and I have a, another random thing to add Um the green lightsaber originally only existed in the uh, Return of the Jedi because uh, you would not be able to see the blue against the Tatooine sky. Mm. So they changed it green. Um, but then also, um, Qui-Gon had a green saber, um, whereas Obi-Wan had a blue. Mm. And he Obi-Wan kept the blue saber. But in the next movie, Anakin has a green saber. And some theorize that that green saber... Um, represented that it was like of a higher Jedi order or like a higher mm-hmm. class, and that Anakin was already kind of showing that he thought he was better than Obi Wan by getting. I mean,
0: uh, yeah. So um, that boy does get uppity. My my last <laughs>
1: random uh, thing uh, is the idea of machete order. Okay, and this is referring to um, what order do you watch the Star Wars films in? Some say you watch them in the original release orders. Some say you watch them as they were intended, one through six, or now one through nine. Um, again, this um, machete order thing came out before the uh, the newest trilogy, um, but there, you know, they said two obvious options: you watch them in release order or episode order. Um, they said the problem with episode order is that it ruins the biggest twist in movie history, which is Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's fa- father. Right. Um and. You know, some some people think that that reveal doesn't matter since it's common knowledge. But if you have people who've never seen it and you show them that, and then, you know, there's videos out there watching Star Wars for the first time who had no idea, the reaction is priceless. I don't know priceless. if
0: I believe that. I don't know so if I it's believe like one that. of the most known things ever. Yeah. There, I don't there know are if I still believe. some people
1: who have no well, idea. Well, Erica never watched
2: Star Wars. And so we, I think it was last summer or last time last year, we went through, it, and like, okay, we're getting the main three. You've never seen it. And so there's that part of me that wanted to tell her. And I got really excited, but I was like, no, this is a big surprise or whatever. And mm. then, like, it happened. And I was like, ah, and she's like, everybody knows. So right. Like, right.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's a cultural zeitgeist. There yeah. are some people who don't. I don't believe that. No, okay, they if, if you say so. Lies. We're trying to be. Um, Lies.
1: So <laughs> they, they say neither order is really ideal. So the guy introduces machete order. He says, watch them in this order four, five, two, three, six. You may notice episode one is gone. Um, and we'll get to that in a second, but he has them in that order because um, it. I hate
2: it. It preserves... (laughs) I I would not last watching that one. It
1: preserves the twist, and then you watch two and three as like a flashback before you get to the final conclusion. Now, again, before seven, eight, and nine. But why skip episode one? He says, uh, I'm not going to sit here and bag on how awful episode one is. I'm not even going to try to act like episode two is better or tell you that episode one ruined my childhood. The reason skip episode one (laughs) isn't that it's bad. It's that it's irrelevant.
0: Well, that's, yeah.
1: If you accept my suggestion that Star Wars the Saga is really about Luke's journey and his decision to accept his hero's burden by saving not only the galaxy from the Empire, but his father from the dark side, then you'll find that everything that happens in Episode 1 is a distraction from that story. Um, Every character established in Episode 1 is either killed or removed before it ends Darth Maul, Qui Gon, Chancellor of Valorium. They might be unimportant, Newt Gunray or Watto, or established better in a later episode like Mates Windu and Darth Sidious. Does it ever matter that Palpatine had an apprentice before Count Dooku? No. Darth Maul is killed by the end of episode one and never referenced again. Now, again, he has been. Right. But but still. um, Mm. You know, does it ever matter that Obi-Wan was being trained by Qui-Gon? Nope. Obi-Wan was well into training and again, it started episode two. Qui-Gon's Irrelevant. As much as we love him, I he's, mean, he's irrelevant.
0: I do agree with him that there were. I was watching this movie, and there were a few times while watching this movie where I honestly thought, "What is the point?" Mm-hmm. Like there were so many things where I was just like, "None of this matters." Yeah. I mean, we're we're showing essentially how Qui-Gon Jinn found Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. so That's he, it. Here's
1: what gets removed if you take episode one out completely. No Jar Jar, basically. He has five lines in episode two and zero in episode three. Less. Uh, no Um Great. No Jake Lloyd. No confusing Padme queen switcheroo. Less confusing master-apprentice relationships. Darth Sidious is training Count Dooku. Obi-Wan's training Anakin. No other trainer-trainee relationships exists to confuse the backstory. Okay. And no force, you know babies uh, jesus yeah, no no force jesus babies no jesus force force um, jesus you know we simply don't know or care who anakin's father is and yeah
2: so i feel like i understand that and it's worth losing some of those but to me i much rather see young anakin the way he is where he's just a happy child yeah and, and, and that, talented, that that makes like, sense too. that To see the transformation versus by the time the second movie starts, he's already becoming a snarky kid. And here's the thing, I am not
1: not standing this. I thought it was just an interesting thing um, that some people swear by, hey, don't even watch episode one. Now I disagree. I enjoyed episode one I was much more than two, but I, mean, I get like he, I get it. He has yeah. a point. I
0: definitely get it. He has a point. I feel like the fan in me rebels against that because it feels like you're a fair weather fan. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if you accept how much you love something, then you have to accept when it's good All and when it's bad. It. Yes. Like if I love Lord of the Rings, like I love Lord of the Rings, and I have to accept weird. De-aged CGI Orlando Bloom as Legolas in The Hobbit, even though it it, it literally haunts my nightmares. Mm. Yes. So here we are.
1: Um, last random thing I had is um, Pepsi released cans with different Episode these. One characters on. There was twenty-four. I in do all, remember that, and I collected them all. Oh yeah. Yes.
2: Still got them?
1: No, okay. no they got thrown out. Um, they 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 were empty cans, so by the so way. Sweet. I would drink the Pepsi and then delete right, right. the can. <laughs> Um, but I not I didn't clean it out, so I had to end up throwing them out because you know, that's not sanitary. But they had um, boys. I know Eugh. boys. Ugh. Um, they had <laughs> Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Diet Pepsi, and caffeine-free Pepsi. So I had to drink. For, I literally searched for. You had, had to drink, to drink so diet much Pepsi soda. And, um, mm. and but I had all twenty-four of them, which you literally could have just kept it like sealed. Mm-hmm. And it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I could have, but as a kid, I wanted to drink soda. <laughs> so I mean. Anyway, what's your what the what moment, the moment where you geeked out the most
2: in this movie? I look back more as a child seeing it versus me seeing it now, and it was just the lightsaber fight for me. It was just seeing, that's what I knew about Star Wars and loved it from being a younger kid to seeing it now. This is like, this is my Star Wars fight. Yeah,
1: Mine was the reveal
2: of the double-sided lightsaber. Mm -hmm. It's like, Old snap. It, yeah. it's, about, it's about to get started. Yeah.
0: Y'all. I think as an adult, this movie honestly didn't have a what the what moment True. for me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's fair. I don't know. There's a couple moments for me, though. I was like, like I said earlier, which woman's which? What the Wait, what? There's <laughs> that old man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he becomes the Who are you?
1: Meets a Jar Jar Binks. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who won the movie?
0: Dun, da, da, da. I'm not
2: going first this week. Kyle. <laughs> Eric <laughs> or has Ashby. learned his lesson. <laughs> I have two different ones, but I'm going to stick with the one I wrote first, is Senator Palpatine. Um, My other one was Anakin. (laughs) I wrote Anakin as my other one. Senator Palpatine is the one I'm going to go with because I wrote him first. Um, I said that, or Darth Sidious, however you want to go with that, but I said... uh,
1: Our good pal, Sheev. Yeah, Sheev.
2: (laughs) Um, I just said, with everything else going on in this movie, it gets so busy but as that's happening, he so smoothly slides in and gets everything in order the way he wants it, slides right up the pole, turns around, and he's like, Okay, here's this kid. He's gonna turn around and be you know, I'm gonna keep my eye on him to train him. Um and I was listening to on Benjamin they explained a little bit deeper too about the Sith, where there's only two at all times. Yes. And it's because pretty much one's the master trains the younger one. The younger one wants to be you know he wants to be both, the master they're seeking so. <laughs> power. So it's, they kill each other constantly. Yeah. So he's already thinking about, you know, well Darth Maul's gone now. This young kid that could potentially hold all the power never seen before—he's the one I'm going to choose. Like, so in the end, he's secretly, by the end of the movie, he's got that's got A like, little wants. snark on his face, but and
1: young skywalker will watch your career with great interest. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I bet you will, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ashby, who won the movie?
0: R2D2 wins How's every that? Star Wars movie. Oh, he's one of the few characters who's made it through every single movie, outwit, outplay, outlast.
1: Wow! Even brought Survivor in my love of survivors coming in. Here. I'm glad that I went first because
2: honestly, g 2 was always my favorite character growing up. Like him and Chewbacca were like hand in hand. So, so
1: I had th- I had three um, contenders here, but the first one was Senator Palpatine. Um, Makes sense. Qui Gon, in you know, in the sense that he had one movie, yeah. and he killed it. I wish he been in there. True, true, well. but both you know. Literally and you know figuratively, and then Obi Wan who comes out of this as you know on the you know Jedi Master his new p- apprentice whatever. But I agree, Senator Palpatine as someone who got everything he wanted in this movie, mm-hmm. and the chess pieces were moved into place. Now even to the end where Mace Windu and Yoda were talking about you know there's always one uh, a s- apprentice and a master. Well, which one was destroyed? And mm-hmm. then camera pans over to him. Yeah, and it's like. That's not obvious. Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing to see here, folks. Moving along. So,
1: um, Ashby, I'm sorry. I do love me some R two D two. True, true, true. Palpatine, he ruled the galaxy for Look, six movies, and then I came back for a win ninth
0: movie every time. Okay, I don't that's know. Fine. You were
1: winning pretty often. Well, the <laughs> fun
0: fine.
2: point of this is: does that mean that I win this time? So Eric, technically, like I had to shows break, me as winner. Yes, so. I did. I
1: had to yes. break the tie, so I have, I'm still over:
0: for. That's right. Over three. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Confirm on you the level of podcaster the council does but agree on you taking this boy as your Padawan learner. I do not.
0: Hunter believed in him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The chosen one, the boy may be. Nevertheless, grave danger I fear in his training.
0: Eric, I gave Hunter my word. I will train Kyle with or without the approval of the council, if I must.
1: Hunter's defiance, I sense in you. Need that, you do not. Agree with you, the council does. Your apprentice... Whitley will be. And his first task, leading us off as we share nine, one, for each of the main Skywalker Saga films, nine fun facts and observations from this film. Young Padawan Kyle, you get to go first.
2: Since I was so pumped on the lightsabers earlier, I'll throw this one out. This is the first movie we ever see the lightsabers Activate and inactivate mm-hmm. because in the olden times they did not have the ability where they have CGI in this movie. So, they, if they showed it in other movies, they had to use two different clips like one where they were just holding the handle and then one holding it with the light up blade in it and just kind of clip them together where it makes it work. Or they would do it off scene where you'd hear the sound of it off the scene, you know, in the background. But this is one of the first times, especially as we talked about with Darth Maul, where you see it slowly come out on both sides where they, you know, in multiple times throughout the movie. Um, where they're actually activating and you get to see and experience that as well. Cool.
1: Number two. Um, so Kyle, you mentioned that you had trouble with the whole Queen Padme switcheroo. Mm-hmm. You weren't the only one. <laughs> when fully dressed and in makeup, Natalie Portman and Kira Knightley resembled each other so much that Kira Knightley's mother who visited the set had trouble identifying her own daughter. What a bad mother. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Ashby, number three.
0: I mean, it doesn't make her a bad mother. I'm totally kidding. Honestly, like, there have been moments in my life where I've watched Keira Knightley or Natalie Portman movies, mm. and for a second, my brain just, I'm like, wait a second, is that, and then I'll have to go to IMDb mm-hmm. just to make sure that I'm right, because I'm doubting my own, yeah. you know, ability to, like, suss it out. Um, anyway, so I put, you know, Hunter kind of mentioned this in his summary, but I remember I was watching it. And he calls him Willow because he did play Willow, but also Professor Flickwit. And I think it's Rhys Davies, is that who plays Professor Flickwit in the Harry Potter movies? He also plays Willow, and he's in... You see him really quickly in a flash um, in the pod racing scene. I'm trying to look it, it up really quick. He's um, Warwick Davis? Warwick Davis, thank Warwick you. Davis,
1: yeah, Warwick Davis, who also took over R2-D2 um, after uh, Kenny yes. Baker passed away and he was uh, the um, Ewok in Return of the Jedi as well. And yes. I think in this
2: movie too he plays it's like um, what's his name? The guy that Han shot first. Oh, um, the young Greedo? Yes, there's like and I don't think it's Greedo but like the same species you see, him, yeah. you see him walking around he's also that character. There's a
1: deleted scene where it, it, it he's actually named uh, Greedo and he's nice. picking on Anakin.
0: Yes, Warwick so. Davis. Sorry, Warwick, I could not remember his Warwick name. Warwick Davis,
2: yes.
1: That's cool. Anyway. Number four,
2: Kyle. we hmm. me go back. Uh, Michael Jackson wanted to be Jar Jar Binks in this movie. <laughs> and he was full-blown full, <laughs> full blown wanted to be Jar Jar Binks in this movie. Uh, he envisioned playing <laughs> Misa Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> woo-hoo. Uh, it says he envisioned portraying the character in all-out prosthetics and makeup, but Lucas wanted Jar Jar as a CGI creation, and it didn't work out.
1: Side note, um, another one of our formidable high school memories. Um, Every year they have something for the uh, Johnson County um, Ed Foundation, a little spelling bee, where they have uh, staff uh, teams and there's also high school teams that compete to raise money. And I was chosen to be on the senior team my senior year. And we decided to come as people from, like, the 80s. And as the only guy in this group of spellers, a four-person team, I came as Michael Jackson. With now my, you know what you'd be for Halloween. With my, with my single glove and my little hat.
2: <laughs> Michael Jackson <laughs> slash Jar Jar Binks. Yep. Love to see it. First cosplay ever. <laughs>
1: I'm sure it's not the first. <laughs> I'm
2: sure That's it's not
0: the first. So many things I could say, but oh. I won't oh. say any of them. Uh,
1: on the air. Keep me safe. Number five. Uh, according to the Star Wars canon, Obi Wan's hanging braid is a Jedi tradition common to all Padawan learners. When his master feels that he has reached proper maturity, he cuts the braid with his lightsaber, signifying that the student is now a full Jedi Knight. <laughs> just, leave, just leave that there. <laughs> that look. I was hoping to get that look. <laughs> Ashby, you, you <laughs> have number six. There's so many things.
0: Nothing to see we got to get to the end of this episode. Metaphorically or otherwise. Otherwise. <laughs> mm. <laughs> if you would like to... <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: Family show, family
0: show. If you would like to waste 10 minutes of your life, you can go to YouTube and search what is the most comfy Jedi council seat and watch a 10-minute video of which council seat uh, set, like which um, designed council seat, because each one, each member has their own sort of design, which one would be the comfiest. There there you go. Leave you that little Easter egg. All right. Have fun.
1: (laughs) Number seven, Kyle.
2: <laughs> I feel like there's so many that need to be said, but two of them are kind of obvious, so yep. I'm going to wait till the end, and if not, I'll speed round them real fast. But, um, speed round them now. Well, okay. Well, I don't want to steal anybody's. But, it's okay. I got okay. 25 to choose from. Okay, sorry. great. <laughs> uh, E.T. makes an appearance in this movie. This yes. is the first like hidden thing I ever saw in any movie, where all of a sudden he's him, and, or at least there's his... Like three of them, his yeah, species. Yeah, or So-gyuns, where in a bottom corner during the big Senate meeting, they're there like, cheering on, uh, there's also, let's see. It said Ewan McGregor would frequently make lightsaber noises during his fight scenes. And this was noted during production. So and people, when you're, when you're film. kids
1: and you're playing, you know, you make the sounds. Ewan McGregor did the same thing as, as an actor. <laughs> they had to edit them out.
0: We literally have made
2: multiple pew pew sounds tonight, so it's obvious that would be hard to do.
1: We would do well in the Lego Movie universe. <wed gotten people> yes.
2: Pew pew. Uh, but <laughs> my big one for that is uh, to make the environments in this film sets were only built as high as the actors' heads reached. Uh, the space above their heads was filled in with computer graphics in order to save money. Given that, Liam Neeson was much taller than the rest of the cast, so his height ended up costing the crew an extra $150,000 in construction.
1: He had a particular set of skills. He did. You know, a lot of skills he acquired over a long period of time. That hair. If you return Padme now, that'll be the end of it. Beautiful. I will find mm. you, and I will kill you. Okay, number eight. Thank <laughs> <Like>
0: Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: Moving on, number eight. So Watto, the trade a uh, dealer um, who likes to bet and own people. Um, he uh, rolled this cube um, to see which person would be up for the, the bet, mm-hmm. Anakin or Shmi Skywalker. And according to the script, the chance cube that Watto rolled with Qui-Gon was fixed to land on red. That's why he was so mad that Qui-Gon tampered with it to land on blue. So... Either way, oh. I know Hunter mentioned in his um in his synopsis that Quagon cheated at this chance. Right.
0: But he was cheating a cheater.
1: He was cheating a cheater. And I, I wonder if Quagon knew that.
2: You well, know, he was, had to. If yeah, he knew to. that it was a dice that was only made to land on Red. Yeah. So
1: um so I thought that was super, super interesting. Number nine, Ashby.
0: So uh, Jake Matthew Lloyd played Aunt young Anakin, and yes. he's sort of had a series of unfortunate events in his life, um, arguably like many child stars. And in January of this year, his family issued a statement saying that he had moved closer to his family recently so that he could be supported as he sought care for, pa- huh? for paranoid schizophrenia. So I thought that was kind of interesting because I thought, well, who, who played young Anakin? And So I went and looked it up, and he looked kind of familiar. He had done some mo- more movies as a kid. And then I had read a little blurb that as recently as this year that, you know, he had been having some issues. And so he and his family are working through, you know, taking care of his mental health. So good vibes to him in the universe. But I thought that was really interesting because I, I had the thought as I was watching it, like, whatever happened to this kid? So Yeah,
1: it, it's really sad, especially like random subject. But I, so I was watching Tom and, um, Tom and Huck,
0: mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the Disney movie, Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And I thought, what happened to Brad Renfro? And yeah, yeah, he passed away 20 Man, years ago.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: and it was
1: you know, a child actor who was very troubled, and
0: right, you know,
2: it's just really sad how often that seems to happen, right? Well, I looked it up too about him as well. Uh, um, release Jake Lloyd, and they were talking about how he retired pretty much because of this role, because yeah. of right, he went back to school and kids made fun of him and made they lightsaber were, noises like you and McGregor, <laughs> zoom, zoom. yes, right. Um, but Anytime he walked by in the you know that, and then his performance was given, you know, a bunch of people talked crap about him.
0: Yeah, but look what happened to Hagen Christensen. Like, sure. people were so mean to him, yeah, like, he know. did a great job. Well,
2: mm-hmm. he,
1: did a, he did a pretty good job, yeah.
0: Ugh. People are the worst, <laughs> people are the honestly. worst. Honestly,
1: Star Wars fan <laughs> fandoms, like really hardcore Star Wars fan bases, are generally the worst. Yeah, you know, so.
2: who somebody that's the worst is somebody that wrote this next line out. <laughs> it makes me have to but say, you don't, it. you don't have to say you it. Can't, you can't say Misa no Karen without using an accent. Well, there is do Misa no Karen about the Naboo. <laughs> the Naboo, I the was name. just trying to
1: find a good line to think incorporate so our, our listeners.
2: Smarty. Somebody think they're so smarty, they don't think their brains. They think their brains so big, along that of our listeners whose brains are big, but they don't think they are so smarty.
1: Question way, mark. Question mark.
2: Question mark. <laughs> uh, either way, here's our social media shout out.
1: You write the script next time.
2: No, I'm not good at that. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not a bad line. It's just,
1: I have given you some bad lines tonight. and no, I apologize. It's okay. I don't. Mind first, it. you dunk on Hunter, then you dunk on our listeners. It's a little all bit. about
2: your acting performance. Yes. You do your best with what That's you're right. given. That's right.
1: Yes, this is why you were trained without the approval of the council. That's true. Which right now is apparently me and Ricky and Scooby. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and Hunter and I are Sith lords. Yes, <laughs> yes. so cool. we know we're on I don't head. know. Hunter,
1: cool, would cool, be, cool. Hunter would be Hunter would be Qui Gon. You would be Obi Wan in this scenario. I'm the Sith. I'm I'm Yoda. Yeah, you're the Sith. Yeah.
0: Does so, that I mean Hunter has to cut my hair with a lightsaber? Is oh, that what's happening? <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's not do that. Social media shout-outs. Let's get to it. I've got uh, I've got one too.
2: Okay. Um, uh, Facebook. We've got the opinion of the overall movie. What you thought? Uh, Hunter actually commented on this as well. So Star Wars was everywhere, and I collected everything I could with Episode One on it, and it was such a cool movie experience for a 13 year old me. The actors that played Jar Jar Binks and Anakin Skywalker didn't deserve the toxic energy from that fandom, or from the fandom. Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, tried to commit suicide, and at one point, Jake Lloyd, or at one point, and Jake Lloyd is now a felon and never acted again. I just think back on all of the excitement for this movie, and how it wasn't that bad, and how it serves as the true origin story for the phantom fandom menace, toxic Star Wars fanboy culture. Yes, that's a great yes. way to yes. put it. The yes, yes. it really is yes. toxic. Uh, Chris Rode commented back and forth with that and said, Hunter Batten, I agree with this, not to mention the pod racing scene still keeps me on edge. I still think the worst episode prequel is two because there's no, there's way too much political mumbo jumbo. Hunter said, two sucks. No debate there. Almost as bad as episode nine. And then Chris responded back and said, Yeah, the, the latest <laughs> He hates that movie. <laughs> Chris said the, la- the latest three had great potential, but they wanted to do too much with. Just three movies, it was like my six-year-old wrote the concept. The weirdest thing is the seduction of Kylo on Ren. Uh, Jenny Vornum says, Ah! This came out just <laughs> before my 13th birthday, and I went to go see it in the theater. People gave it such a hard time, but I love the backstory of Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader and his journey. A few years later, I even had a poster in my room of the three Anakins from episode 1, 2, 3, and 4, 6, and wish Qui-Gon Jinn had more screen time. Such a great character. And young Obi-Wan Kenobi is quite different here. Much more reckless than there's Ben Kenobi we know and love from episode four. Chris Road commented individually and says, I love the fan fiction that Jar Jar is actually a Sith Lord. Oh, there we go. How in the heck does Liam Neeson die? Doesn't he have a set of particular skills? Ignore that. Chris <laughs> was right. mostly just a bunch of questions. Says, What's going on with Naked C3PO? Last but not least, can we talk about the age difference between Anakin and Batman? <laughs> Maybe I mean, he should have been on this week's podcast. <laughs> right. The growth between Anakin or one and two or of Anakin between one and two is ridiculous, and then the love interest that starts seems a little creepy to me. Yes, Jordan Edgerton says pod racing is in theater. Man, take my money right now. The age difference definitely doesn't hold up. A little gross. Darth Maul with the double blaze lightsaber. I mean, he killed Qui Gon. I'll leave you with this hot take though: Obi Wan MVP of the entire series. Ethan Brantley says the timeless <laughs> Liam True. Neeson. And that other fish amphibious guy that no one liked. Laugh out loud. Yes. Amanda <laughs> Gaddis said, I was introduced to Star Wars by my best friends. L- I think it's Lee and Amy. It could be Leah. Leah. But imagine yeah, it's Leah and Amy. Look at that. Leah. It could be Leah. Coming because in the clutch. Yeah. I have fond memories of being excited to go to theaters to new Star Wars, midnight premieres, all of it. The prequels get a bad rap, but honestly, there was some great world building and they gave us Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. So I remember them fondly. Um, Steven Sush says, them midichlorians, though.
0: For real. For
1: reals. I would argue the Obi-Wan is the MVP of the whole series, by <coughs> the way, because you know, no excuse for not telling Luke that Darth Vader was his father. So what I told you was true from a certain point of view. It's like, No, you mm. lied. <laughs> you lied. <laughs> you lied. Like, <laughs> from a certain point of view, you definitely did not tell right. me the whole truth. <laughs> you
0: 100% lied.
2: <laughs> uh, the only other question we asked today was, okay, what's your opinion on George R. R. Because everybody seems to have one. Uh, Facebook, John Wise said he was in the first one I ever saw with my older cousin, or first one I ever saw, it was the first Star Wars movie he ever saw. So my older cousin took me to watch it because he's a huge Star Wars fan. I loved him, but was told that I was silly, uh, or was told I was, yeah. Uh, and then on Instagram, Alicia Tegan said, I loved him. I mean, he was goofy, and as a kid, it, it was, this was genius. I watched it to watch him. Um, and Ressa Divo I'm sorry if I butchered your name. I'm sorry, it's just your name, but... Thought he was funny, and I was 25 when the time The Phantom Menace came out. Oh, nice. Hmm. I had a
1: Facebook message this afternoon okay, oh. mm-hmm. um, from Chris Batten, who is the softball coach at North Johnson High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, didn't know you were a Star Wars guy. And I was like, well, my many, many things. <laughs> and he's like, well, I saw the original at six years old, multiple times, been hooked all my life, spent the quarantine time building my childhood toy collection to a decent amassing of vintage Star Wars toys. And um, he sent some pictures of some of his Star Wars stuff, um, said he had his childhood collection stored in the closet, got it out and started eBaying as a new hobby. So, nice. um, and he can't not, can't wait to hear us on Monday. So I thought that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah. So I found really quick, cause I know sometimes we do like updates on things. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a article that was literally posted today, which I think was funny, uh, from the Mary Sue, which is a, um, female centric, like girls geek, mm-hmm. uh, news website And it says, Hayden Christensen rumored to be in the Obi-Wan TV series, question mark. Mm. My teenage heart is a flutter. Says, <laughs> Is that you or the, or the I wrote this, yeah. Okay, no, I'm just kidding.
1: Like, <laughs> promoting another medium girl. Yeah, no, here. I write
0: for the Mary Sue. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh Rachel Leishman wrote that wrote this. It says Hayden Christensen coming back to Star Wars has been a long-standing rumor that has hurt me personally, mainly because I was a straight teenage girl when Star Wars. Revenge of the Sith came out, so I had pictures of Hayden Christensen all over my walls. And I've been hoping to see him once more in the Star Wars franchise ever since. Um, We got a taste of him in The Rise of Skywalker in the scene where Rey is fighting Palpatine and has the power of the Jedi behind her back, and they all speak to her, and he's one of those figures. And obviously, we also know that he was superimposed into the ending of Return of the Jedi, which I thought was really cool. Some people didn't Mm -hmm. like, uh, but I thought it really tied them in as much as they could. Yes, Um, And then... It says, but now, according to LRM Online, it is a top-shelf rumor that Hayden Christensen is working on a deal to come back to the franchise in and McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series. Since that series is supposedly set between the prequel movies and the original Star Wars trilogy, it would mean that Hayden Christensen would be Darth Vader, right? Not Theories necessarily. Theories are floating that Obi-Wan would see Anakin as some sort of dream force ghost and that it isn't just a cameo either. He would He's rumored to be considering a, as a series regular. Um, while this is all speculative, it's interesting because so many of us are invested in these two characters because of the prequels. Um, with the Clone Wars animated series also telling more of their story together, this could be some sort of flashback tactic to tell us part of that story while still giving us a glimpse into the time that Obi-Wan spent on Tatooine. So... It's a rumor still, but it's interesting to think that maybe, you know, Hayden Christensen, I feel like, was really, like, vilified unnecessarily. And, you know, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, when we cover the next two movies. But I think that, you know, the, the fandom, um, the fandom menace has had time to cool their jets in the last decade and has kind of seen how unfairly that they treated him. I think he did a great job as Anakin Skywalker, and I would love... If, if there were two characters I would love to see more of, it would be him and Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. So that news excites me if it's true.
1: 100%. And I'll say this. I thought he did fantastic in Revenge of the Sith, and I felt like he didn't really have a lot to work with in Attack of the Clones because that was just a bad writing job by George Lucas. Right. And right. I mean, right. When, when you're talking about how much you hate sand, no one talks like that. Right. Right. <laughs> Except for me when I'm mocking it. It I'm gets everywhere.
2: <laughs> For me, I, I see how they've done with the Mandalorian and how great of a show they did, and how more serious it kind of. It has its funny moments, but like compared to the movies, it's a lot has a like a more of an adult tone, I guess it would be. And so, if they could do something like that with Obi Wan and them, I feel like it could be a really good success. And I feel like they probably will since they've already seen the Mandalorian, what they've done with that. Yeah. Um, to be less, you know, funny characters, and I will say above all, this whole movie, in general, by doing research on, it, I feel like there is especially now in 2020. The most common thing I see is people saying it doesn't deserve the rap that it got. Right. right. Versus a very harsh right. time period at one point that it was just crapped on completely, where it's even just inside knowledge. That, like you mentioned, Star Wars and the prequels, you know, are horrible. Like, right. And I think you know, the like early say, days of the internet. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's yes. the inside joke. L-
1: yeah. luck- luckily, they got the internet got better as time went on. All- all- oh wait. <laughs> but but <anyway>.
0: What?
1: What? <laughs> Alright friends Big thank you To Ricky Lyles And Tim Hutchison For all of their Contributions to Today's episode We hope that you Enjoyed this discussion As we did As much as we did And that you're as Pumped for the rest Of this journey Into Star Wars films And other pop culture entities as we are Next week Ashley's on vacation
0: That's right uh, Boo
1: is She promised She would come back We'll see and Maybe we'll, we'll see
0: I might have some Kind of like Epiphany while I'm On vacation Then I'm
1: yeah, but forget it. <laughs> Not meant to be here. <laughs> okay. But we are going to get Chris Rode on the Chris phone. Chris Rhodes coming. He's coming on the phone, the and phone. he will join us as we discuss our favorite multiplayer slash sleepover video games.
0: Maybe it'll be like American Idol. Vote for America's favorite. Maybe. Me or Chris?
1: No, no, we can't. We can't do that.
0: This world isn't wide enough for both Chris and I.
1: Well, this room oh, is. Uh, this room uh, isn't <laughs> wide enough for much <laughs> of anything. <anybody. laughs> <laughs> But uh, we'll, we'll make it work. Oh, so man. Uh, next week, you know, let Ashby know how much she's missed, but also tell Chris what a good job he's that's right, end up doing. That's right. That's right.
2: Because he's going to do a good job. And let us know what are some of your favorite video games from your childhood. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, we're talking about that next week. Right. Yeah. Let us know what's your so,
1: exactly. Are. So until next time,
0: stay as cool as the, the other side of the, side of the, the pillow. Ball. Hang on.
1: I had another line that I didn't put in y'all's script. Oh, you should have wrote it in. Well, no, no, no. This is this is my. I wrote this. See, he
0: doesn't like that we're stealing his stuff. So he's just taking it out of the script. Okay, let's see how it is. Let's see how it is.
1: Now that's podcasting. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we'll see you next week
0: on the What the What Show. (laughs) Bye. Are you still hurt?